Good morning. It is Monday, October 17th, and things trending this hour. University of Tennessee President Randy Boyd. He was seen smoking a victory cigar as the goalposts came down. He was laughing about it, as it will cost the university a lot of money to replace the goalpost. Tennessee beat Alabama 52 to 49. Bedlam ensued. Tennessee is asking fans for $150,000 to replace the goalposts. They're doing this via crowdsourcing. By the way, the SEC has fined Tennessee $100,000 for the postgame celebration. Also trending, Harry Styles. He was hit in the groin with a random bottle at a concert in Chicago over the weekend. He was there performing with Lizzo, and he just shook it off. He was seen wincing, and then he said into the microphone, now that's unfortunate. And finally trending, NASCAR drama. Bubba Wallace went after Kyle Larson after the two were in a crash that took them both out of the race. This happened in Las Vegas over the weekend. It is eight minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's just get right into it. Last night, it was the Indiana U.S. Senate debate. And all three of the candidates were bringing up their positions on issues regarding federal spending, marijuana legalization, and abortion. And our good friend, Rob Kendall, was mentioned during the debate. Yes, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I will say this. If you were to score it just purely on if you knew nothing and you watched the debate, Mm -hmm. like you had no preconceived notion to who these people are, what their actual views are, Tom McDermott, the Democrat, was overwhelmingly the clear winner. He was so good. Like, if he could have just stopped after 30 minutes, he would have won a lot, I think, of potential even maybe Republican votes, certainly a lot of independents. But the first 30 minutes for him on inflation Mm -hmm. and government spending and what just a complete narcissistic, disingenuous blowhard Todd Young is every time he opens his mouth on this stuff, when he tries to gaslight society into thinking it's all Joe Biden, it's all the Democrats, he was an A+. Now, unfortunately for McDermott, then they got into the social stuff and they got into some stuff that was out of his wheelhouse and he sounded like the squirrel that he often is winning that debate last night casey was like winning the afc uh, south in football somebody has to do it like it doesn't make you good <laughs> you know the colts texans jaguars titans i don't think anybody's gonna look at either any of those four teams and go wow what an amazing team but somebody has to be the winner of that division all three of them mm-hmm. in their own way were colossal failures and I really wish I could get that hour of my life back. So Todd Young very much seemed like he was on the defense. He was being attacked right out of the gate by both of his opponents for his spending. Well, there, there, but there, And there is no excuse for it, right? I mean, when you have someone to actually hold you accountable and McDermott, weirdly enough, did the best job of that, when you actually force Todd Young to say it out loud, right, 
And that is why he got so upset. And this is where, when I talk about the people who go to these Republican events, the Lincoln Day dinners, the breakfast, whatever, and you kiss this guy's ass, you're doing a disservice by doing that. Because clearly he never gets pressed on this. And this is why he got so mad at the legend, now legendary and mentioned in the debate last night, breakfast at the, or lunch at the Stacks Pancake House, in which Todd and his evil assistant Igor were very mean to me and did not want it filmed because Todd knows when he is forced to say it out loud. You know, you, you ever seen the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield mm-hmm. and Sam Kennison is the lunatic professor and just starts shouting, say it, say it, say it. When he's forced, to, there is no excuse for it. It all tumbles over on him and in the sense of, and this is where it comes into James Siniak being not ready for prime time. And look, he just wasn't ready. He was nervous. He just was of no help to McDermott whatsoever. Todd Young could have, you could have got a kill shot on, not a real kill shot, please, by any stretch. I'm saying politically, a kill shot on Todd Young last night if both guys had been working in unison to get him. And unfortunately for McDermott, he was kind of on his own. But man, Todd Young can continues to peddle this thing that the spending is all Biden and that the spending that he does in no way contributed to it. And I saw so many people last night say, I just plan on not voting Mm -hmm. in that race. So it was a total missed opportunity by James Siniak, the libertarian, because, I mean, look, if we're grading it on a zero to 100 scale, he was a negative. Like, I mean, it was awful and i don't know if he wasn't prepared i don't know if he just got nervous maybe it's a little bit of both but dude if there is anybody that is meant to play whack-a-mole with in a debate it is todd young because he and he was last night he is so bad on this spending stuff yeah he did defend his push in the senate to provide billions in federal money especially for the semiconductor companies to build chips here in the u.s and james had his chance to mention Duke of Spendingburg it, well, it, a few it, times, but he just seemed so nervous that it wasn't it wasn't going to happen. Well, and I knew within the first couple of sure. minutes that he wasn't going to he wasn't going to say it. Well, and, and this is the problem. And this is the thing Rainwater ran into in 2020. These guys get because let's face it, Cineac had a tremendous opportunity last night to pick up all, hundreds of thousands of votes, and he probably didn't do it. A lot of people who are not going to vote for Todd Young will probably just leave it blank. That seemed to be on Twitter, the overwhelming response from people last night. These libertarian guys, and this is the problem, they are so, that party is so not used to being legitimate, and you're welcome, because since I've taken over on this show, the libertarians have gotten more publicity in the past two years than they have in the previous nearly 30 years of their existence, that they are so worried about, oh my gosh, I've got to be this stiff board up there and not come off as a complete weirdo, when in reality, people are looking for something real and legitimate. They don't want rehearsed answers. Todd Young, they're not voting for him because he is a giant rehearsed answer. McDermott got into the rehearsed answer stuff later, and that's where he lost a whole bunch of people. Early on, he was speaking you know, mm-hmm. truth to power. Mm-hmm. And so I hope this is a, like a lesson for the libertarians going forward. You have nothing to lose by telling the truth and being entertaining 
in the process. People don't want canned answers. They don't want recited statistics. They want somebody to stand up there who is not bullcrapping them, who will speak the truth. And people are cheering for Todd Young to be defeated because he's awful. <laughs> he's just awful. <laughs> Casey, I, you so you you watched that debate last night. Had you not known anything? Mm-hmm. Would you have walked away saying Todd Young is a guy that we really need to send back to Washington, D.C.? Well, I will tell you, if you if you go back and kind of do this old school and you didn't watch it on TV and you listened to it on the radio, you might have a different opinion because McDermott came out. He was ready to go. He was on the offense. Uh, he had Todd Young on the defense. But I did appreciate how Todd kind of settled it down a little he 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 just brought the you know he just brought everything down just a little which made him come across as as serious which a lot of people were saying hey this is a serious guy with serious issues so I think he did that very well um to your point you said about Siniac you know you still like his policy he just wasn't able to articulate it well at, and and so it comes down to, what, like, again, James Sinek is not going to be a U.S. senator. We've said this all along. He's not going to win. He doesn't have the money to be on TV, et cetera. He is the protest vote against Todd Young, and he lost for him. It's not going to sway the outcome of the election because a vote not for Todd Young is still not a vote for Todd Young, which, help, which you know, if you're McDermott and you have a realistic chance to win, James is just not going to get a lot of those protest votes because, look, some people were saying, well, you know, he's young, he's nervous, he's whatever. Fine. But you know what? There's a great example. There's a golfer named Mito Pereira who was leading the PGA Championship up until the final hole this year. He had played great the whole tournament, and he comes to 18, and the guy pooped his pants on the final hole and was hitting shots that I looked at and amateurs looked at and was like, dude, I could do better than that. And he lost the PGA. He's still a great guy. He's still a good golfer, but he didn't rise to the occasion. And unfortunately for the libertarians, when you have – very little resources. You don't have your money out, uh, money to get out there. This is the only impression, the only time people will see James Siniak. Now, what it does do is it does put in perspective how great Jeff Moore was in the mm-hmm. Secretary of State debate. Right. And I think you're going to see a whole lot of people who are going to vote Libertarian in the Secretary of State race and are probably not going to vote at all in the U.S. Senate race. When we come back, can we play the clip Mm -hmm. in which Tom McDermott was so kind to mention how mean Todd Young and Igor, his evil assistant, were to me at the Stacks Pancake House. Yes, we'll do that coming up from 93 WIBC. So Todd Young debated his Democratic and Libertarian challengers last night in an hour-long broadcast. So this debate was organized by the Indiana Debate Commission. It was Young against Thomas McDermott, who's the Democrat, also the mayor of Hammond, and James Siniak, who's the Libertarian. And the debate began with discussion on inflation. Yes. And this was the opportunity for James Siniak to really call him out, call Todd Young the doof of Spendingburg. Yes, terribly, terribly disappointing. <laughs> but he didn't do it. No. He was keeping things professional. However, Tom McDermott did make reference. Yes. And I thought, boy, that was really smart of him. Yes. Because if he's paying any attention at all, he knows 
that you have told James Siniak yes. to reference Todd Young as Duke of Spendingburg and a lot of potential WIBC voters might give him the nod for that reason alone. Yeah, so Todd, uh, of course, let's go back in the time machine. And we now know Todd does not has events now when this show is on the air. He's not going to have events around here when we're not on the air because he does not want to risk the encounter he had the last time in which he behaved like him and his little goon Igor, his little evil assistant, behaved like a bunch of unprofessional clowns where they choked off our ability to record, video record, the meeting. And I told you this during the break. I've never seen, I have been around Todd Young in various forms and fashions for 10, almost 10 years now. And I have never once seen him in an environment where he gets pressed, whether, whether it is pressed by a person or pressed by an opponent, where he behaves or responds strongly to it. And a big part of it is, is because he is such a narcissistic gas bag who his whole life evolves around being in politics and when your whole life is this thing Casey and this thing gets threatened you don't respond the way a normal person would so every debate I've seen Todd Young do whether it was with Marlon Stutzman or Evan Bayh in 2016 any encounter I've ever had with him because we all know what my opinion is of him it is this just uber defensive offended uh elitist response and Tom McDermott to his credit was very kind to mention way back in June when I went to the Stacks Pancake House uh, to a public event mm-hmm. and just wanted to ask my senator a you know a couple of questions and then it ended up in a big brouhaha where he started coming towards me and I was sitting very calmly in the booth minding my own business and then even though we weren't allowed to film Igor the evil assistant quickly pulled out his camera phone and started filming because what you think i'm gonna get in a fist fight with a u.s senator in front of a deputy sheriff I mean, what, what i don't know what he thought was gonna happen there but uh tom mcdermott actually mentioned todd young's hypocrisy when he talks about transparency senator young talking about transparency what a hoot we're lucky we're here right now. I remember Senator Young speaking at a, at a public event, and he was being filmed by one of his constituents, and he had one of his people go out there and tell him to put the camera down. Senator Young is not transparent. I, can, I could not disagree with that, or could not agree with that anymore. I mean, that's, it's, it is absolutely perfect. And again, it's too bad Cineac was not able to run. Now, again, if you, if you didn't watch it and you just read the print mm-hmm. version of it, mm-hmm. it's fine. The stuff he said was largely okay. It's... It was like an SNL skit, though, if you're watching the thing. And again, I get that people get nervous. But if you're incapable of for one hour, and McDermott's doing all the heavy lifting for you, just chime in. Mm-hmm. Duke of Spendingburg. This guy's spending all the money. It's great. It's. It, 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 I wish I had that hour of my life back because I was disappointed in everyone. It did seem like for a while that Siniak wasn't even there. Well, and he, because he, they just kept going back and forth between Young and McDermott. And and this is where you have to. And again, I get that these libertarian guys are uber concerned about. Oh my gosh, nobody knows who we are, and they're going to see us for the first time, and they're going to think we're unprofessional. People who are watching that debate either have already made their mind up or they're looking for something. Mm -hmm. And what they're looking for is a fighter. There were so many conservative votes to be won last night, and those people were looking for a bulldog. They don't care about nicknames. Look at our ratings, Casey. Well, McDermott came across as the bulldog. He was the one who came out fighting from the beginning. Right, but even if the the nicknames, the, the 
truth-telling that we do every day about Todd Young. Clearly, people aren't offended by it because much of our audience is very conservative and they listen in droves every day everyone knows what todd young is they're looking for someone to say what he is because they're looking for someone to go to washington who will tell the truth and you just man in a in a spot and i know we got to get to a break but in a spotlight moment like that you have to grab it yourself butt in interrupt get in there let's go and just man he did, james just got lost in the shuffle but you know you know who always grabs the spotlight in the moment and never gets lost in the shuffle is kurt darling and he's coming up next with the news it's 93 wibc so the senate debate in indiana was not the only one that happened over the weekend there was one in the peach state it was Raphael Warnock, who faced off against Herschel Walker, of course, the former professional football player and first-time Senate candidate was there. It highlights the role that George is going to play in the struggle over controlling the Senate. Seems to be slipping out of the Democrats' grasp. Herschel Walker did himself a lot of good during the debate in Georgia. He said Biden's name so often that it almost came out like a stutter. And that's what he wanted to do. He was desperately trying to tie... Raphael Warnock with Joe Biden. Yeah, and so it goes back to what we talked about with the Indiana debate in which, as, as I said, everything out of Todd Young's two opponents' mouths last night, every answer should have somehow involved the words adding $11 trillion to the national debt and spiking inflation. You answer the question you want to answer. And in the case of Cineac, I don't know what was going on with him. He was trying to speak way too fast and was trying to hit too many points and that was what it was mcdermott did that for the first 30 minutes mm -hmm. then he got squirrely when he got into the social issues and lost i mean there were a lot of people who were probably looking at that first 30 minutes and said this guy is on fire mm -hmm. and i'm really open to voting for him yep and then he gets into the on-demand abortion stuff and the environmental stuff. And it's people are reminded, well, I can't vote for, vote, vote for him either. I said this last night. I think the down vote or the undervote in the U.S. Senate race is going to be quite high because I think there will be a lot of people who entered last night's debate saying it's not Todd Young. It's Cineac or no one. He didn't probably seal those votes. Mm -hmm. They're certainly still not going to vote for Todd Young. They're not going to vote for McDermott because McDermott made the egregious mistake of reminding people how completely insane Democrats are on, you know, environment, abortion, et cetera. So they'll leave it blank. Herschel Walker, on the other hand, as you said, did it exactly how it should be done. Almost every single answer that Herschel Walker gave tied back to Joe Biden, mm -hmm. Raphael Warnock voting with Joe Biden 96% of the time, and how Raphael Warnock and Joe Biden are the same guy because Joe Biden is underwater in Georgia. That's exactly how it should be done. And we've said this many times, Herschel Walker has the potential to be about a lot more than just the Republicans keeping the Senate because Herschel Walker has an opportunity if he wins, to show people no matter where you are in your life, you still can redeem yourself. And no matter how far you fall or what circumstances you find yourself in, you can come back and do incredibly great things. Herschel Walker was a phenomenal running back. He he lost a lot of stuff in, in the middle of his life because of mental illness and and various issues that, that he had. And he went through some really dark, terrible 
times, some things he was alleged to have done or not done. We, you know, we don't know the truth on all that, but he has later in his life really, uh, really regained, you know, standing in an, as a person who has an immense ability to, to inspire people to do great things. And so that's one of the primary reasons I'm cheering for Herschel Walker is I want people who own, whether it's a mental illness or their shortcomings. So often politicians try to deflect mm-hmm. on all these things or lie or, you know, manipulate the truth. Herschel Walker said, look, I had these very serious mental issues. Mm-hmm. I have done my best to deal with them. I am not a perfect person. Don't run away from it. And he deserves to be rewarded. And and so let's play a little bit here of Herschel Walker uh, doing a great job of pointing out how Raphael Warnock has repeatedly sided with Biden. And at the end, even Warnock said, yeah, he's got a point. Well, first of all, he talked about standing up. You didn't stand up to Chuck Schumer when you could have got a helicopter uh, company here of almost a billion dollars. You let it go to New York. You didn't stand up then. You didn't stand up to Biden when he left American uh, people and had 13 military soldiers killed in Afghanistan. You didn't stand up then. So what we can do is Putin is a bully. And the way you beat a bully, you show strength. Well, Senator Warnock say he stood up. He not stood up to Biden. If he was standing up, he wouldn't have voted with him 96% of the time, which gave us an an open border, which gave us high inflation, which gave us crime in the streets. And he's talking about standing up. He didn't stand up. He had laid down every time it came around. And you you know that, Senator. It it is evident that he has a point. Oh, oh it's, perfect. It's evident you are correct. <laughs> you have the stats in front of you. Walker really didn't have to sound amazing. He just had to be honest and sound real. So one of the biggest moments of that debate came, and it wasn't when Walker pulled out a badge. It was a graph, and the graph showed the results of a recent poll in which voters in Georgia were asked to name their top concern. Yeah. And, of course, the number one answer was the economy. The second answer was threats to the democracy, and then abortion came in a distant third down at the bottom. So Herschel Walker also has been inserted himself into something that I think is going to resonate with a lot of people. And I saw the CNN focus group after the uh, debate. They talked about this quite a bit, especially with with black voters. Um, Raphael Warnock is a pastor Mm -hmm. and his church is allegedly has allegedly been evicting people who owed back rent duty they lost their job in the lockdowns whatever and herschel walker offered to and i believe paid the rent of those people to keep them in their homes and warnock has tried to deny that it's happening and this roast from herschel walker against a preacher when you put all those things together it is a roast of epic proportions because he won't answer that about evicting the people from the church. And I told him I will pay their I'll pay their salary. You're evicting them right now. We, we, have, these we, have, not, we have not evicted. Oof. We have not evicted those I tenants. didn't write the article. We, we you you're you're I didn't we, write the article. We, and most of the people are still in my time. I'm okay with the discussion if we, you start talking over each other. We have not we have not evicted the tenants and and he should take that money and pay it back to the veterans that he exploited while yeah, pretending like, to like run. And, and uh, see, you can tell that he's not desperate. 
because if he had read in that thing, he would have saw that I had nothing to do with that. But he is so desperate right now, and he really wants that seat. He's now telling you, I didn't evict anyone. It is written in the paper. I didn't do this. Well, Senator, you did. And it's okay to speak the truth. Do not bear false witness, Senator. Do not bear false witness. <laughs> Mr. Walker, to keep this moving, I want to follow up with can you. I, you have been very open. <laughs> do use, not bear false witness. Yeah, using his words right against him. So Warnock is a senior pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. And there were there's actually three people in Georgia running for Senate. Uh, another one is, what's his name? Li- Chase, Chase Oliver. He's yes. a libertarian. And he wasn't at this debate. Which, that's ridiculous. The libertarian should absolutely, although Cineac probably wishes after last night they had not included him in the debate, but the libertarian should absolutely be included. If you are on the ballot, mm-hmm. in uh, on the ballot, meaning your name appears on the ballot. Like I know a whole bunch of people have been saying, we should write Danny Niederberger's. He's a write-in candidate. You no, that's not a re- that's not a real candidate. Like I mean, I guess technically he is, but you can't even spell the guy's name. That's not real. Like if you're on the ballot, if you qualify to be on the ballot, you should absolutely be included in these debates. Now Herschel Walker went for the close, mm-hmm. and I thought this this. Thing where he talks about electing non-politicians was was great. For those of you who are concerned about uh, uh, voting for me, a non-politician, I want you to think about the damage politicians like Joe Biden and Raphael Warnock had done to this country. I want you to think about Raphael Warnock, what he said today. And I said he was going to try to give you some smooth talk and tell you what's happening. What's happening is this country is hurting. What's happening is we need leaders. So what I want to say to you, Senator Warnock, is I want to thank you. I want to thank you for this. But at the same time, I want to say Georgia need leaders. They need leaders that's going to stand up for them. So let's think about if we give Senator Warnock six more years, think of what this country will become. I'm not sure if we can make up for that. Gentlemen, so I thank said you. vote for Herschel Walker. There you go. He asked for the vote at the end. Yeah. And a lot of them forget to do that. You have to ask for the vote. The takeaway, if you are a candidate running for public office, and I say this as a if you're a candidate who is either being outspent or is a third party or does not have the backing of the establishment, the, the U.S. Senate debate here last night and what we just played for you with Herschel Walker you should take away from it that people are looking for something real. There is a huge group of people who feel totally forgotten about and that they are not represented by genuine people who actually care about them. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the style. They don't care. They're not sitting there going, oh my gosh, that was so offensive that you gave someone a nickname or you insulted them. They're mad because they've been insulted as taxpayers in the case of Todd Young, Mm -hmm. the past six years. Mm -hmm. They're not worried that they're not going to think less of you. And I'm not saying you got to give people nicknames or whatever, but you got to go at them. Make them earn it. You know, when I was a a kid, I used to have a baseball coach whose favorite saying was to, to pitchers, Make them play the game. And what that what that meant is, or to, to batters rather, is make them play the game. And what that meant is in Little League, if you just hit the ball, you probably got a 50-50 chance that the other team is not going to successfully field the ball and be able to catch the ball and throw it to first base and that he will catch the ball. All those things have to happen. 
So if you hit, merely will hit the ball, mm-hmm. you have probably a 50-50 chance you're going to get on base. If you don't hit the ball, then you have There's no, no chance. chance you're going to get on plate. So in the case of if you're an underfunded candidate or a third party or someone running for public office for the first time, you have no chance if you don't take the shot. And mm-hmm. and making people own their record, there's nothing unprofessional about that. Go for it. Speak the truth. Say the truth. Say it again and again and again and again because people are looking for something real. Cineac needed you backstage before the debate to be his hype man. Now, you know, here, and I know we got to get to a break, but here's the thing, and I've seen this now two times in a row now, again, I'm going to exclude Jeff Moore from this because mm-hmm. his debate was phenomenal. He was not running for U.S. Senate or governor. He was running for Secretary of State, which is an administrative position. He handled that debate perfectly. If Cineac was a negative out of 100, Moore was about as close to 100 as you could get, and he's going to do very, very well when the votes are counted in Secretary of State. But the the libertarians, and we've told them this now twice, you know, with Rainwater, it was the lockdown McGee. Mm-hmm. With Cineac, it was the Duke of Spendingburg. Right. They don't, liber- and this blows my mind. Well, they want to be taken seriously, well, though, but, and I think they're afraid that if they do that, they won't be taken seriously. Yeah, 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 but here's the deal, and this is why I always laugh that people, the leading libertarian in the state of Indiana. I'm a Republican in good standing. There are uh, many libertarians who hate me just as much as the Republicans hate me because I back Republicans too, just like I also back libertarians. They don't listen to me because they don't like me. And they should listen to me because if they had listened to me, James Siniak would have won about 100,000 votes last night. But they'd rather many of these libertarians sit on their righteous high horse and get, you know, 3% 3% of the vote. Now, again, Jeff Moore is going to do phenomenal. He's going to be great. But they don't listen to me because they don't like me either. I do my job well because I know every, every there are fractions of every single party who are highly offended by me. And that's how I know I do my job well. But they should listen to me. You're right. Uh, sometimes you have to be disruptive. Yes. To, to get the attention. Todd Young is a joke and a clown. Treat him like a joke and a clown. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Indiana and Georgia, not the only places having big Senate races. They're also happening in Pennsylvania. And there's also a big governor's race going on in Arizona. And we're going to get to those coming up from 93 WIBC. So a Rolling Stone reporter tweeted and then deleted a post calling Giselle Fetterman the de facto candidate. This is based on her husband, John Fetterman. Uh, So John Fetterman's wife has been blasting the NBC reporter who said he couldn't do small talk, calling her behavior appalling. She said she felt rage and that the uh, NBC reporter should face consequences for the NBC interview. All of this uh, before a rally that John Fetterman had this weekend. A few minutes into his rally, he told the crowd he wanted to address the elephant in the room, which, of course is his health. Yeah, you know, it's it's the, uh, we're a victim society, right? Everyone's a victim. Dude, you're the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, and you're running to be one of the 100 most powerful people in our government. Mm -hmm. You ain't a victim of nothing, man. This is big boy politics. You're a radical, loony leftist to begin with. And now on top of that, and no fault of his own, and I hope he gets feeling better, but there's a whole bunch of wires running through your brain that got got crossed up at some point. And it, you can blame this other reporter all you want. Every Almost every appearance this guy has, mm-hmm. he does or says something that you go, that that's 
that's not English, man. That's not how this works. And he did it again. I think it was Friday. He did it again. Send me to Washington, D.C. Take on to make sure I push back against work to work. One person cheering. Woo! Yeah, this is the thing. It's like, so was this the NBC reporter's fault? Did she do this too? Everybody knows what this guy is. Mm -hmm. And again, we're so tribalized that people, instead of just going, yeah, man, there's something seriously wrong with this guy, and I hope he's okay and he really needs help, they go, oh, it's a reporter's fault. Mm Mm-hmm. Crowd's really confused. <laughs> Do we cheer here? Do we not cheer here? He said he wanted to push back against work <laughs> to work. What does that even mean? And I thought uh, Laura Ingram asked a pretty <laughs> good question. Would you trust him to even come work on your home? Of course not. Of course. Let alone run your country? Of course not. Uh now, somebody I would trust is Carrie Lake. Mm-hmm. She's running for governor out in Arizona. She's running against a woman named Katie Hobbs, mm-hmm. and Katie Hobbs is refusing to debate. And Carrie Lake made a point that I tell everyone, and, and of course it applies here with the cowardly lion, Diego Morales, do not vote for people who refuse to debate. They do not want to be accountable to you. In case she's watching, I, Katie, I will debate you on a stage. I will debate you in a parking lot. I will debate you in a library. I will debate you in a bar. I will debate you in a car. I will debate you on CNN. I will debate you on MSNBC. I'll even... I'll even debate you on The View and let Joy Behar and Whoopi ask the questions. But show some courage. Show some courage. Katie Hobbs won't debate Carrie Lake because she knows she will be like Bambi going up against Godzilla. (laughs) She's not going to do it because she knows she won't look good. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.